Funk Radio is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Hey, funky listeners, you're listening to Funk Radio. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, I'm glad you know it, Kyle, because you're one of the hosts. What? It's like a dream. <laughs> it's a dream within a dream. Funk Radio is like a dream. That's why we keep doing it. Exactly. It's 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 we're living the dream. <laughs> and you're listening to the dream. <laughs> Funk Radio. And this is your host, Peter, by the way. And this is also your host, Kyle. What, dude? What if we had like we just recorded ourselves saying like random stuff while we talked in our dreams at night. It'd be like, no, I, I can't put the chicken on my feet. No. <laughs> give give me we'll all do. your lollipops. <laughs> and then like, we, we will just, experiment with that one time. We That'll make, be our uh, 200th episode. There you go. And then we just make that into a show. Yeah. <laughs> so well, what are we talking about today, Mr. Peter? Well, uh, you told me just the other day, that some pretty cool new people were just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm. uh, this last week, I think. Uh, it's uh, The Hall of Fame is really weird. It actually f- happens in April, and they record it, but they don't air it till like, June. Oh. No idea. I don't know okay. if it's, like, for editing purposes or the right songs, rights of the songs. I don't know how it works. But hmm. they, just, they just aired it on HBO this uh, last weekend. Yeah, weekend. Oh, cool. And a lot of really cool people got in that I was stoked to see perform and finally get their moment in the sun. Um, a lot of good rock people because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hmm. Like uh, Lou Reed, who did that song. Do, 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 do. You know that song? Yeah, I do. And all the colored girls go do, 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 do. That's the only part I know. Is that um, called the anthem of Lou Reed? Y- yes. Okay. Then Green Day got in, which I was kind of surprised about. I mean, they're cool and all, but they're Green Day. They're not. They don't seem very timeless. Yeah. Also, it's because they don't. Because I know we've talked before about like don't they have to be around? They, they're like first, their last album has to be have has to have come out. No, I like think twenty years before think, was that something else? No, I think you're close. I think the criteria is their first album has to have come out. 20 years prior to them being inducted. Oh, the first, first album, okay. And their first album came out in 1995. Gotcha. So they just barely made it in. I mean... Something like that. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, who else got in? Joan Jett. Uh, she's cool. She's really short. Like, really short. Hmm. Um, but more importantly... I shouldn't say more importantly, but more <laughs> importantly to our little tiny subgenre of of corner of music... Um, two or three really big artists got in. Bill Withers, woo. Um, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, woo. And the Five Royals, who I've never heard of, woo. That's good for our show. <laughs> I seriously have never heard of them. Like we've talked about so many duo bands, and I literally have never heard of the Five Royals. Only to find out in the show that they were basically the originators of a ton of songs that other performers covered and and made more famous. Huh. 
I want to say I've heard the name before, maybe, but I've I've, I've yeah. never heard any of their actual songs. Yeah, very, very. They're like they're like the time of the Ink Spots, like early fifties. That's how old they are. Wow. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, that's why they were inducted as every year they have um, a really old band that they they call like an early influencer, where uh, uh, they weren't super famous themselves, but they were a big influence on the rock and roll genre. Oh, that's cool. Um, I like that they do that. I want to say either this year or last year, the Funk Brothers were actually nominated for that uh, category as well. Unfortunately, they didn't win. That would yeah, because cool, if on the on the li- I'm looking at the list here and I don't see them in there. I guess they no. I just didn't remember because the last two years they've actually had public voting, so you can actually go in and vote who you want. And I think they. I don't know if it's solely based on that. Or if the mm-hmm. little academy just uses that as like reference, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I know I remember them not being on the list either this last this year or the prior year. I don't remember which. Mm. But yeah, Funk Brothers, good stuff. Wasn't there a That's documentary cool. on the Funk Brothers that was on there like Netflix or something we was, talked about? And I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, oh, Funk Brothers. But yeah, Five Rolls, they're pretty cool. I'm trying to look up what songs they did that were famous. That made them influencers. Oh, they originated the song The Twist. Holy shit. Uh, Before even Chubby Checker. (laughs) I can't laugh without saying Chubby Checker's name now that that app came out a long time ago. That was like, remember the app was like his same name? Oh, and it was like to measure, to estimate your penis size or something. It was like, it it compared a person's foot size and estimated their penis size based on that, despite there being no scientific link whatsoever between (laughs) the two. I, uh... I'm sure there is to a degree, like, I'm pretty sure Shaq doesn't have, like, a micropenis, but... I haven't thought about that, but yeah, that's probably true, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Now we know. Yay! But for the going back to the five royals, um, it actually says that the group shared the stage with uh, famous R&B artists in the '50s, including Sam Cooke and Ray Charles. Um, so they were pretty famous. <laughs> um, they broke up in '65, so they weren't around long. Oh, that's probably. Why I guess they, they were about them very much. They were together long enough to be an influencer yeah. to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, so, by the way, that episode where we talked about that chubby checker app yep was way back in episode 34 damn i'm old so we're on episode that was, 119 that was, yeah so uh, if you listeners want to listen about that that was kind of a funny topic and it was actually <laughs> our second five minute funk that we ever did nice um and i don't know if this is a five minute funk although i guess it kind of is we don't really officially do them anymore, but... Yeah, this is kind of just a shorter topic, because, you know, I don't think we can make a whole episode out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Although, we could, but we don't want to. <laughs> although, um, when Bill Withers was inducted, because everyone knows Bill Withers is still alive, because he has mm-hmm. that documentary called Still Bill, um, dopest thing in the world, hopefully we can find it on YouTube and put it up for you guys, but Stevie Wonder inducted him, uh, and then... He Stevie Wonder performed uh, like this weird like lap guitar piano thing. I don't know what the hell it was. But it was cool sounding. Hmm. He performed. Uh, I want to say "Lovely Day," while Bill Withers just sat next to him, like completely like starstruck. Hmm. 
and then um no 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 he performed i want to say he did ain't no sunshine Hmm. and then him and john legend came out together and did lean on me that's awesome it was pretty freaking dope although i gotta say i like john legend a lot but I think what I appreciate so much about Bill Withers and, and what it kind of showed a stark contrast between even Bill Withers and someone as good as John Legend is Bill Withers put so much emotion into what he sang mm. and John Legend performed it well, but he just kind of didn't have that like, I don't know, passion when he was singing the song. It, it seemed, mm. I don't want to say robotic, but it seemed like Almost like he was doing karaoke, you know? I can believe that. Because, I mean, like, Bill Withers, I, I think you're right. Like, he, there is a lot of emotional sincerity in his Cause he wrote performances. All of his own songs, so obviously they meant something to him. Right. But, um, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I love John Legend's sound, but it kind of, it almost showed in a weird way the the chasm between, like, the old great soul singers and, like, the current crop of singers. Like, mm. I'm sure... If John Legend sang a song that he wrote, he'd probably put a lot more passion into it because he wrote it and yeah. wrote something meaningful. But when he sang Bill Withers' song, a song that by itself is pretty emotional because it's about having friends and leaning on mm-hmm. people, leaning on things. <laughs> it's a song about leaning. <laughs> um, he just, I don't know. What's cool, though, is that towards the end of the song, Bill Withers came out and sang the chorus with him. So that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. But uh, So that was pretty dope. And then Paul Blutter, Paul Paul Blutterfield, Paul Blart got inducted. No, uh, <laughs> Paul Butterfield Blues Band got inducted. I don't know if we ever talked about them. They were like kind of we might the have first. Won. They're like the they were like the first white blues band in like the early to mid sixties. Mm-hmm. They, they played with uh, uh, Muddy Waters, Helen Wolf, Little Walter back when they were still alive. Mm-hmm. It was cool. That's pretty dope. I don't know if you know Little Walter Peter, but he was like super good harmonica player and Paul Butterfield the leader of the Paul Butterfield Blues Band also played harmonica Paul Butterfield was so respected that when he um, would go on stage with Little Walter Little Walter would like kind of cede the stage to him and just like sit back and let him play nice and Little Walter is notoriously kind of like I'm the best no one fuck with me but he thought Paul Butterfield was better that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so yeah, I mean, if you guys... Have, I don't know if it's on HBO Go or whatever, but if you guys have a chance to check out the performances, they're all pretty good. Although Miley Cyrus reared her head, so that was not fun. But what what is she doing there? <laughs> I don't know. I really... She, she's, like, slowly turning into, like, a combination of, like, Avril Lavigne and a toad. Because, <laughs> like, you know, she was raised, like, cutesy little Disney girl, we... And now to, like, shed that persona every year, she just becomes more and more, like, crazy. And mm. I'm pretty sure she's, like, one year away from, like, shaving her head and going, like, full, full Sinead O'Connor or something on us. Jeez. And, like, well. ripping up, I don't know, a picture of Obama on the internet or something. We'll let you listeners know if that happens. <laughs> Um, stay, stay tuned to Funk Radio for all your updates on Miley Cyrus and what the fuck she's up to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, I don't know, it was cool. And a lot of good performances. Hopefully we can find a couple on YouTube's. It's, I don't know, it's it's probably locked down because it's HBO slash the RIAA. Indeed. 
But uh, yeah, good stuff. I'm sad you so, couldn't yeah. see it, Peter. Yeah, well, maybe I'll go see it on HBO Go there you or go. something. Do you have HBO Go? No, but I will tell the listeners I'll do that so that they feel encouraged <laughs> to do it as well. <laughs> Peter, you're living a lie. No, we're living the dream. Are you hat tying? For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmantle.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>